Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Front Porch, your friendly neighborhood podcast. Today, we're talking about the Oscars. Mm. Not just any Oscar. No. The Oscars. Yes, not the one that lives in the trash can. Yeah. We were uh, just talking about Shark Tale. I brought that up. Um, Shark Tale was nominated for... Best Animated Feature. Yeah. Uh, Did not win. Um, I don't know that we did. How do you know that by now? Kind of disappointing. What do you mean? I looked it up. It was, yeah. I heard that a while ago, and I I looked oh. it up just now to confirm. But Because Incredibles beat it. Yeah. Kind of a quality control oh. thing there. I gotcha. Thank God. But um, I do yes. want to start this off by asking both of you, um, what is the earliest Oscar show you either tuned into or watched the entire thing through? Mm. Kevin, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I believe... Wait, so, so my parents like were never really like I didn't watch it. I didn't grow up watching the Oscars, but I do remember 2003. Well, the films that came out in 2003. So 2004, Return of the King got like 11 and I was a huge fan. Still am. It's really probably like the franchise that got me in movies. I know I've talked to you about this, but I made sure to tune in that year. And I think it was probably my first year ever watching the Oscars. It was super boring because they just won everything, but they also, I think, deserved it. But that was, I think, my first time watching the Oscars. And I maybe even took a break after that for a number of years. Right. Kevin, you stole my response, actually. Ah, that was. Look at us. Now, it wasn't my first Oscars telecast that I'd ever watched, but it was definitely the first I sat all the way through hmm. because. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King was like my favorite movie yeah. in 2003. It was my first time seeing a movie twice in theaters. I saw it six times. That's all. I didn't yeah. even have a license yet. So I wish I would have done that because yeah, I, that was, that was amazing. amazing. Yeah. I was, I was four or five when that was in theaters. Mm-hmm. I remember every second of it. Yeah. That is like a core childhood memory for me. It's yeah. Return of the King in theaters. Yeah, for me getting, yeah. I had the box sets I still do of all the special features. Oh, yeah. And so that, like, seeing how films were made, I have n- I'd never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And for those, they like, were so engaging. And the way that they did things was so well done with the practical effects and, like, learning about that. Mm-hmm. Um, totally was just, after that, in love with, yeah. with filmmaking. So. And, like, that year, like you were saying, it was 2004 yep. because of the 2003 films. Uh, for me, like the Oscars and watching the Return of the King, like win all these awards was for me like the Super Bowl of yep, movies. That's you know, it. You took my line. You, you pick your movie that you just want to win. Yep. You see what they're nominated for and you hope they just grab all the Oscars. And that year, it was a clean sweep. You know, yeah, they um, racked up 11 Oscars, 11. which uh, funny little fact here. I'm not sure if it's funny, but it's a fun fact anyway. Um, it is the third movie in Oscar history to win 11 Oscars. Yes. Followed by Titanic yep. in 97 and Ben-Hur in 59. I always I always forget Ben-Hur is yep. the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which those are actually a little bit, especially Ben-Hur, a little bit more remarkable because they had less categories. Right. They had mm-hmm. more when Return of the King was yeah. sweeping. But, yeah. Yep. But it was a well-deserved win. I uh, mean, yeah. Nobody had really ever done anything like that before. It hit every category and it was expertly done. Yeah. And everything it did. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So surface level Oscar wise, obviously that show 
was entertaining for both of you because purely because of the movie that like you yeah. were rooting for. And yeah. that, that was like, I need to watch this entire thing. I, want, I wanted to see it win. I wanted to see yeah. a clean house. Like, yeah, honestly, right. I guess like as a huge <laughs> fan, I probably didn't even, I was 13. I don't know how many other movies that year that I really saw that were up for right. Oscars. You know? Yeah. And it was the first fantasy film to be yeah. recognized like this. Yeah. There had not been a fantasy film in prior Oscar history that had been so recognized and yep. had such the accolades as the Lord of the Rings. Because Fellowship of the Ring was nominated and lost. Right. And also Two, two Towers. towers. Yep. Yeah. So to see that like finally get its win. Yeah. It was, was really exciting. And it kind of paved the way for future Oscar winners. Like for example, the shape of water from a couple of years back had it not oh, been yeah. for return of the King. Yeah. That movie never would have that, had a chance. That is on, on my list. Yeah. Because just the fact that like a fifties creature feature kind of romance movie with, yeah. you know, a fish man that, that one best picture like yeah. made my heart sing so much. Right. As you know, creature from the black lagoon. Like I just, I love creature features in one, one, you know, Guillermo del Toro is, you know, classic loves monsters in the fact that th- that one was, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly very different movies, return of the King shape of water. Yeah. Why, what makes a movie more prone to get nominated? Oh, there's like mm. so much into this. So like longer films typically do um, movies adapted from true stories. Also, Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yes. If you make a movie about Hollywood, they really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like those two films in particular kind of went outside of what is typically r- even recognized. Right. And that's why it's like so much fun, I think. But um, typically it's pretty formulaic. There's a yeah. lot of. Yeah. You know, especially if you get into just the campaigningness of it yep. can get mm-hmm. real weird, especially like the last two decades um, being with like the Weinstein company with Miramax. Yeah. How they ran campa- campaigns and how that really changed like the Oscars, like 100 mm-hmm. percent. That's what's going on. But, and there is a formula and it's almost predictable in the sense yeah. of who's going to win. That's the thing. 90 percent of the. Winners from the Golden Globes for Best Actress win their Oscar. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 70% for the actors. Yeah, the Golden Globes are a good predictor of who the Oscars will go to. But sometimes you have curveballs that are thrown your way. So, Right. Do you think that a lot of the movies that get nominated deserve it? Or do you think there are more movies that should get nominated and don't? Because immediately what comes to my mind is horror movies. Yeah. No, very seldom do those even get recognized. Yeah. The, I think The Exorcist was up for stuff. The Exorcist, you know, yeah, that was a it, big deal. It was a big deal. It had the um, best picture director. It won best screenplay for William Peter Blatty. Mm-hmm. So, it, but other than like The Exorcist, there hasn't really been no and i I love horror but as a genre it's completely forgotten yeah i think which is a shame because it it is a shame horror is like what you and i love so much and that's part of why i don't participate in the oscars a lot because i'm like all these movies that i watched and loved just are not even considered for this well what's funny is you know we we talk about horror kind of being like a subgenre or more of like a B-movie type of thing that the Academy doesn't want to recognize. But if you remember Get Out, 
yeah. from a couple of years ago, which is funny is it wasn't part of the formula in a sense Mm-mm. because it was released in February the previous year, which was right. way out of Oscar contention, mm-hmm. you know, but then a year later, you know, it's nominated for the, you know, the big four, I believe, and it wins for best original screenplay. That's right. Yeah. So in best director, I think, right. He was Jordan Peele was nominated. Nominated. Yeah, right. he, he was win. nominated, but he he won for a screenplay. So that was quite an anomaly. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, for sure. I know. Um, I know Ari Aster's. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like Hereditary got absolutely snubbed. Yeah. And like, no, for Tony Collette, sure, phenomenal in that movie. Incredible. And yeah. same with Florence Pugh and yep. Midsommar. I mean. I think, I think a lot of his movies, particularly, gain a lot of that attention because so many people see them, and then the Oscars come and there's no mention of it. Yeah, because they fit everything else. There's like that that indie darling kind of thing with it, like yeah. those A twenty four films and like Ari Aster and, and stuff like that. But like they still just get totally overlooked. They just they just it's almost like there's just an unwritten rule that they don't qualify. As yeah. a genre. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, who you know and who produced it as well. Right. You know, if yep. Harvey Weinstein had produced those horror films, you better believe there would have been a nomination. Yeah, for he would have ran a campaign. He would have ran a campaign. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a lot. A lot has to do with politics when it comes to the Oscars. Do you also think a lot of it has to do with marketing, like a movie's personal marketing? Because I have seen that debate. Online, so if a movie gets nominated, they will blast that because Mm -hmm. they will make more. That's half the reason, actually, why like Miramax did what they did. They they have collectively like gained almost four hundred Oscars. They've won eighty, um, but they make money based off. Hey, this is nominated for several Oscars, x x number of Oscars. People, their ticket sales go up after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being nominated is. A, a ticket sale driver for sure. There and really that's is. half the reason really why, why they even run those campaigns. Mm-hmm. But you don't think, um, a movie's marketing campaign before they're nominated has nothing to do with their actual nomination. What do you think? I think yes and no. That is a, that is what I hear people fight about all the time. Yeah. I, I, I think it's goes, it, if you dive deeper, it's a little more political and what strings are being pulled behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, you can have spend all the money you want in marketing, but there's always going to be that little hand behind the scenes pulling the strings of, you know, what eventually will win. 100% agree with that's, you. That's Hollywood for you. So oh. now digging deeper, are the Oscars always what they used to be or have they strayed away and turned into something else? I think there's always been shifts. I think like the last, the last with with the campaigns and stuff, the last couple of decades. I think it's always been kind of political. Um, that's just in in my mind. Hollywood is all Hollywood being itself is always kind of political. Mm-hmm. So the Oscars are just a pat on the back to themselves, um, and so they have their own agenda. I think they're always kind of involved in those politics but yeah politics at the oscars is really nothing new if you think back to the 1973 oscars when marlon brando won for best actor for the godfather he refused to show up 
because of mm. his political views about the treatment of Native Americans yep. in our country's history. Yep. And over the years, you know, there have been a little bit more um, politics involved with the shows that have gone on. Michael Moore had a speech when he won for bowling for Columbine, where he got booed off stage, essentially, essentially giving his uh, views on the Iraq war at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel there's, I feel like there's not really a shift in political views. It's always been on one side of the spectrum. I feel like, yeah. And I feel like these days award shows too have gone a little too much and it's become too much of a soapbox for a lot of these stars where at the end of the day, I mean, me personally, it's like, I I just want to see, you as an actor, I want to see you act and do what you do best. Yep. I don't yeah. care about your political views. Yeah, I want to. I want to see the the craft and the 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 dedication and the everything that I love right. about movies. I just want a, a night of that. Yeah, exactly. I want to. I want to be entertained. I don't want to be reminded of what's going on in the real world. Yeah, movies. I mean, I love a good movie that really gets into like underlying issues and stuff like that. Like, not just escapism, but like I do appreciate just tuning that off sometimes mm-hmm. and just enjoying, you know, showcasing, you know, all these different you know, not just best picture, but like all the editors and all the, you know, sound designers and cinematographers, like right. them getting their, their day in the spotlight, I think is just awesome. Yeah. Right. And it usually just goes to, to stars, you know, the star power and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, most of the time I'm not totally invested in that, but yeah. Well, I also feel like, you know, kind of the piggyback off your question, just in terms of what's changed or not. Um, there are, you know, stars out there who are afraid to host the Oscars because, you know, they might say the wrong thing or they might tell the wrong joke. And so, you know, I think last year, maybe the year before it was hostless. 2020, I think was hostless and 89. It was hostless as well. Yeah. And that was just kind of dull. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, people tune in for the glitz and the glamour. That's why people used to tune in back in the day. You know, it was a lifestyle. A lot of people were fascinated by. Yeah. It's Hollywood. It's glitz and glamour, you know, but it's kind of moved away from that and become a little bit more. These are my political views or something of that nature anyway. So it's, it's kind of gone more in that direction, unless about the movies themselves, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Less about the movies and less about the, the filmmakers, I think. Yeah, Which, exactly. That makes me really sad. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Politics are in everything else. So yeah. it's, it's nice to just showcase the people who worked on it yeah. um, and enjoy that. Yeah, exactly. Segwaying out of the political stuff. Sure. What are some of your guys's favorite moments from Oscar shows? If you can remember any. I, I, have- I remember screaming when Roger Deakins finally got his oh his he Oscar. was overdue and my roommates were yeah. like what's going on and I'm like you you know what's going on they're like oh Roger Deakins got his yeah. award and I'm like yeah, yeah dude <laughs> yeah. I'll go on record I'm not the biggest Roger Deakins fan for those of you who may know me out there in the world um but when he won for Blade Runner 2049 I was like, yes, this is the one. It. He was now like 14 times. Yeah, it, exactly. He's regarded yeah. As one it of is the best a beautiful film that he won for. I just love the color palette in the movie and the lighting. Everything about it was fantastic and it was much deserved. It was it was Leonardo DiCaprio winning for The Revenant type. Yep. Like, that was a long over God as well. <laughs> and like people... <laughs> It's kind of funny. The reason someone someone suggested this, the reason he didn't win is because almost all Oscar winners win past the age of forty. 
for mm, actors. Interesting. And he got it at 41. So he was nominated four times before that. And he was just always too young. People didn't take it seriously. That was why. Unless you're Adrian Brody when he won it for The Pianist back in 2002. I don't recall his age, but I believe he was in his 20s for lead actor. I don't know if he was that young, but he, I he swear was. He was he, I, I guess he was, he was younger. younger. Yeah, like late 20s, early wow. 30s for that. Yeah. He was great in that. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah. it's a good movie. I can, Ethan, I'm going to tell you right now. I can tell you one of my least favorite moments. All right. In Oscar history. Go, go for it. It's probably my favorite moment. Okay, so um, <laughs> back in 2009 at the 2009 Oscars, um, an actor by the name of Mickey Rourke was nominated for a film called The Wrestler, a, a little known depending on what circle you run through um, uh, movie about wrestling. And it was Mickey Rourke's kind of comeback role after years of just being controversial mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. And I love that movie so much. You know, I, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. So that movie, just like everything about it was amazing. And Rourke did a lot of his own stunts here and there, but just story and just it was kind of a um, life imitating art type of thing because the movie, movie was about him in a lot of ways. Mickey Rourke yeah. and his resurrection as an actor. And so he was nominated for best actor for the first time um, in his career. And he went up against other actors at the Oscars, uh, namely Sean Penn. And. He had won the Golden Globe. Mickey Rourke had won the Golden Globe a couple of months beforehand. So I'm like, oh, this is it. He's finally going to get his due. He's going to get his best actor Oscar that he's been waiting for. And in interviews, you know, Mickey was, you know, really confident. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it. And then come Oscar night, you know, they announced Sean Penn for milk. For milk. Um, and I was just devastated. <laughs> That's I vowed that's I'm, like, I'm done with the Oscars because I mean it was a political move. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. It wasn't that. necessary for the best performance. I'm sure it's a great movie. I have not seen it. It's a good movie, and but I, but Mickey Rourke in the Wrestler is top notch. It is it's fantastic. Exactly. And so when he didn't win, it was like okay, I'm not gonna take the Oscars so seriously anymore. You know, this is, it, it really is just about politics, who, you know, and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Well, at least you got to see Mickey Rourke and uh, Iron Man two after that. That's right. And uh, the expendables. Oh, let's not forget his expendables role, especially that very dramatic scene, which is very awkward in an action movie that he had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't fully, it was his Marlon Brando. I haven't moment. fully watched those. And those of you who have seen it out there, you don't know what I'm talking about, which scene that is. You haven't fully watched Expendables? Mm-mm. That's okay. I think what, I own all of them. Well, Kevin, but I, don't I, you, I've seen should, Iron Man 2. Don't I've you guys Iron worry. There's a fourth one on the way. Oh, oh, right. Just saying. Remember, he like wants his bird. Yeah. Like, you know, the that, where's, bird? <laughs> where's my bird? That's not my bird. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, That's Mickey That's where my mind goes to, actually. <laughs> Um, Kevin, do you are there any like moments for you that uh, just didn't make you happy with the Oscars? That didn't make me happy. Yes. Oh, um, where do you to ask that question instead of me, Dane? I don't know what to do. Hey, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are there any moments from the Oscars <laughs> that make you uh, 
little little angry. Ethan, that's like such a good question. Thanks, oh. man. Yeah, it is a good question. <laughs> Did the Moonlight La La Land mix up get you? Oh, upset? see, see that for me was like that for me was like amazing. Like that, that was that was hilarious. Enter- that was entertaining. That was awesome. Um, I was happy. I was happy about that because I don't like La La Land. I, I've talked to you about this. I, I think not it looks a fan like either. Trash. And I was really excited for that. Uh, just didn't like tonally do anything for me. Didn't that um, win best cinematography? I think it won it best it, cinematography. It, it and I, Moonlight. Moonlight was my pick Moonlight for best cinematography. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to say. Moonlight was amazing. It swapped for me. I don't enjoy Moonlight that much. I love what it talks about. I mm. just don't like the that's, movie. That's fair. But I love how it looks. It looks amazing. Yeah. And I, I really like La La Land. I don't like how it looks. Doesn't look good. Interesting. Looks terrible. But... Of course, Half Blood Prince also got nominated for Best Cinematography. Wait, what? Are you serious? Oh yeah, I'm dead serious. A Harry Potter film it is got nominated the, for cinematography. It's the worst looking Harry Potter movie, uh-huh. and it got nominated for Best Cinematography instead of like Deathly Hallows Part One when they swapped wow. cinematographers. See, I'd never, I, I would not, you know, categorize Harry Potter in like the cinematography category. Yeah, but apparently it was nominated. Okay, what, yeah, I didn't what, know one that. Is, what one is that in the lineup? That's six. So, oh, yeah. I would have like maybe went for like the third one. Yeah, Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, that one is great. That yeah. one looked awesome. That, and it's like kind of a departure from yeah. how it looked before. That was when the tonal shift yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Think about that. Because after that happened, I was like, I don't think I trust their nominations that much anymore. Yeah. I have a question, but... Oh, I feel like I had one that always bothered me, and now I can't think of it. We t- oh, yeah. like Andrew Garfield being nominated for Hacksaw Ridge for Best Oh, that's actor, right. Yeah, Best Actor. Uh, yep. But not in the same year for Silence, which, like, Silence, he, him in Silence I, is amazing. I did yeah. not like Andrew Garfield before that, and he made me weep. Mm, so, I, and, and I saw Hacksaw Ridge, and I just didn't like any of it, really. I didn't care for silence. I'm going to be honest. You don't, you don't thing. seem like the person that would you need, enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I've watched it a couple times. I love Adam Driver in that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one hits me. Yeah, that's a good... That is the definition of a slow burn movie. It's mm-hmm. such a slow burn film. There's a, there's a lot of those out there in the Oscar world. Let's just put it that way. Dane, I will, I will let you... Ask your question. Oh, I don't even worry. I forgot what it was. So, all right. Well, I have another one to ask. Perfect. So, all right. If there was a category you could add to the Oscars, and you and I talked about this, and I totally agree with what you're going to say, um, what category would you add? I've got two thoughts. Mm-hmm. Best vocal performance. Best vocal performance. You say? Yeah. Expand on um, that. Voice acting, you know, mm. with all, especially with all the animated stuff, with all this, you know, computer generated animation, like, oh, I get, what you you're know, okay, uh, gotcha. Scarlett Johansson and her, even, oh my God, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but my, my biggest one that I would just love to see because I love this and it's kind of like this dying craft is t- best title sequence. 
best, best opening title, title sequence. sequence. Okay. So like going back to like, like Fincher's done awesome stuff. Like there's always like the James Bond always trying to one up itself. And then like going back with like Hitchcock, like mm. I, that's yeah. a dying craft and I just love a good opening title sequence. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. I, I, yeah, I've always thought about, um, like voice acting, but never have I even considered a title sequence. Cause again, it's mm-hmm. dying and I don't really mm-hmm. come across yeah. those that much. Mm-hmm. I would love, I think that would like reinvigorate like that whole, that whole part of it. Yeah. Which I think people would try sweet. harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's me. You're but right. What about, what about you guys? Well, I was talking with Ethan the other day about this. And for me, this is a category I've thought they should have included years ago. And before we move on to that, do, do any of you guys remember a couple of years ago when they were going to add like best popular movie to the Oscars? Do you remember yeah. that? Yes. And then they recanted In that. 2018, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. was really bizarre. Odd. Apparently they're doing it this year, though. As like not really? like not an official. Oh, I don't know okay. if it's like an official category, but they're just like, oh, and also the fan favorite movie is this oh, type thing. Okay. Kind of like a popular vote. Yeah. So it just goes to like, like Kids Choice Awards. Like maybe they'll yeah. get like a blimp or something. Oh, I don't know. Or slime. slime. That'd be kind of cool. I actually would like a Nickelodeon blimp <laughs> more than an actual yeah. Oscar. Do you know you don't even own those? They technically are the property of the Academy. Is that right? Like when you die, they go back to the Academy. Yeah. That makes sense because they end up in like, I think they have a museum now. They opened a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. They probably have past Oscars from those right. who have passed on. Yep. So what? What about the Nickelodeon blimps? I like the blimp idea. I'm good with. The I always like the idea. popcorn from like the MTV Movie Awards. Am I the only? Oh one? yeah. I've always liked that. that. Yeah, was, that's a that great. Cool. That's a great statue yeah. to have. Just like a popcorn made out of gold. Yeah, the Oscar is just like some dude. Like I don't know who yeah. that is. It's Oscar, apparently. A blimp. Like, I'd love to have a blimp. That'd be awesome. Here's a question for you, Ethan. Do you feel like the Oscar statue needs a makeover? <laughs> uh, yeah, but they literally cannot do that because <laughs> it would. I agree. It would completely change the meaning of the, the but the that's ex- but that's exactly why they would try to do it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Which which would be a shame. That's the last thing that they should change about the Oscars, I think. Yeah. Um, but they'll try you to do it to know. be who be cool and hip and trendy. Yeah, and exactly. Like, we have a we have a new statue. It'll and probably look, change. It'll <laughs> look terrible and there'll be this whole branding marketing campaign yep. about it and just look like trash. It won't be Oscar and anymore either. They'll change yeah. the name. It'll be terrible. No. Um anyways, back to your original question you had asked yeah. me. Um the category which I would add and it's an art form in and of itself. Best stunt ensemble at the Oscars because so many movies rely on your stunt team, your stunt men and women out there that they don't get recognized as much as they should. Yes. Yep. That's been kind of a big thing lately to bring those people. Yeah. You know, just showing recognition. I like, I like the idea of, yeah, like ensemble instead mm-hmm. of just like one performer. Like, like exactly. really, it's just best stunts in the team that were. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. I support that. Yeah, Fast and Furious would have won a Boom. long time ago. Oh yeah. Yep. How many Oscars does the Fast and Furious franchise have under its? Belt? I don't think they have any. No, Zero. wait, that's not true. Uh, don't they have an Oscar nom for a song? Oh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's probably seven. About. It's probably seven, right? 
Austin oh, might know. I need to know right now. <laughs> Drum roll, please. please. Give me at least one. Well, an article came up where Vin Diesel said Furious 7 will win Best Picture at the Oscars. I do remember You know, in that. a better world, he's right. Um, and apparently they won an MTV Movie Award for Best On-Screen Duo. Uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Oh, okay. Uh, I do not see any Oscar. I thought it was going to be for like up. Paul Walker and Tyree Skipson. In, <laughs> two? In That'd be cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's those are my thoughts. And if they had to end a category, that would be amazing. Right. Just recognizing that, you know. Yeah. Well, we are at the uh, 29 minute mark. How? I feel like we just started. We, we we like talking about this stuff. Time flies. Okay, Kevin, what's been some of the most deserved? Can I? Can I Ethan? Oh, can I ask Kevin, a question? I know exactly what you're going to ask. Okay, and you are free to ask it because it's I, Kevin's birthday. Hey, yes, it is. So he. So Kevin, you can do pass. whatever you want. Actually, oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> most deserved wins. Most deserved wins. Okay, well, most we, deserved Oscars. So we had I have, talked. I have about, a bit of a list. And right. I can go through it with you. But. We had all, you know, talked about Return of the King. We all can agree that is a clear, yeah, that's a clear winner. That deserved it. Um, for me, uh, the King's Speech won the top four at the 2012 Oscars, I believe. Fair. Um, picture, director, actor, and screenplay. Yep. I believe. I think you're right. I I love that movie, and that was Oscar bait from the get go. It, it absolutely was, and they ran a great campaign. But I did eventually watch it a couple of years mm-hmm. later, and I was like, yo, this is actually quite good. It is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know rewatchability, like how many times, but like, I was like, whoa, this is, this is a good movie. Yeah. For, for me, all that jazz winning best editing. Really? It is, the, it is one of my favorite movies, like uh-huh. hands down, but like the editing in that is so perfect. It's amazing. Just watch the first opening sequence uh it's like six minutes long their first musical number it Hmm. is amazing um what about barry linden best cinematography because i know it's one of your favorites you're a barry linden guy dane so those of you out in the film world who might know me know that Barry Lyndon, in my estimation, is the best shot film ever made. It is frighteningly masterful. It is a beautiful film. Like, the detail. You could break down every frame of that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Every frame is a painting. But but literally, like, every... (laughs) Most of those are, like, composed exactly like renaissance paintings mm-hmm. and things like that it, mm-hmm. it's incredible the yeah. lighting i mean yeah. if you look it up like famously it's like all natural lighting it's not there were some artificial really, lighting not that, really true th- yeah but um i mean just some of the scenes at night with actual candlelight yeah uh for a period piece to do that i mean i think it's one of the best period pieces because of how it looks mm-hmm. and because 
you're actually shooting a scene with candlelight. Yes. And the, the lengths that they go through to do that. Yes. You know, they they had these wicks that burn brighter and like... They strapped on these NASA cameras. They, they broke a 35 millimeter camera. Right. Just to house yeah, the camera exactly. or the lenses. A, a, a NASA lens. A 0.7 f-stop yeah. lens. Which, yeah. they And they even had like those... They had like a CRT TV is that right you know just they had to yeah. use that to pull right. focus right uh because it was so shallow right but. super shallow yeah also days of heaven days of heaven's gorgeous yeah love days of heaven yeah oh uh, what's it uh nestor almoderos is that how you pronounce his I name they so. shot that he was like going blind at the time are you serious yeah wow yeah so yeah terrence mallet shout out uh yeah. apocalypse now best sound just rewatched that. Incredible. And I hadn't seen it since college, mm-hmm. and it's even better the second time. Oh, it's great. It's which, shot which beautifully, cut? too. Victorio Storaro, I believe, yeah. shot that. Which cut did you watch? I believe I watched the like the final, final cut. The final cut, right? Yeah. I think that's... Not Redux. Yep. I've never seen the original theatrical version. It was the Redux, and yep. then the final cut right. is what I watched There's recently. at least three cuts. Yeah, I think yeah. there is. Yeah. I haven't watched the final yet. I own it. Uh, I have to watch it. But sure, yeah. I have to bring it up because yes. it's always brought up. Um, Heath Ledger for Dark Knight Rises. Yep, or the Dark Knight. Dar- oh yeah, Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Sorry, yeah. yeah, he incredible every time for me. Yeah. And I've heard people say, and that Dane's looking looking real real sus right now. I'm just listening to you. Dane doesn't like you animated t- movies, so it doesn't matter. And exactly. <laughs> he doesn't like animated mo- animation. Is king. We don't have enough time to really go into that right now. Kubo and the Two Strings. Is he would amazing. never watch it. Oh my god. He would never watch it. That pisses me off, actually. Anyways, let's just end here. Anyways, I'm just upset. Yeah, that's it's, it's going to go on the high note here. Apparently, thanks for ruining it, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where were we? Oh, Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh yes, um, totally great. I mean, he he redefined that that character almost because mm-hmm. you had you had uh, Mark Hamill's phenomenal voice acting oh, for yes. it, and then um, I forget Jack Nicholson. Yep, Jack Nicholson. Yep. Yep, um, did a great job. Which which is great for what it is. Like, yeah, it's awesome. it up, I love it. Like, it's incredible. But yeah, what what Ledger did with it and grounded it and like just made it so chaotic. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, how about Joaquin Phoenix's performance? He won Best Actor. He did Oscar he did. for yeah, that's often yeah. kind of forgotten yeah. about already. I think, but good job, yeah. Joaquin. We're this, proud of you. We're pr- Really proud of you. I Actually, I liked it. Yeah. I'm really proud of him because yeah. he'd been nominated a I few times in the past. Yeah, and that no. was one of those things where it's like, was, yeah, I'm glad he won it. He yeah. was always one of my favorites. I mean, in River too. Like really, really like yeah. you and you were never really here. That is a great movie. Love you in it. Um, stop by sometime. Come yeah. out of the podcast. We'd love to have you. It'd be fun. It'd be great. Please. Anyways, um, <laughs> before we throw out, I don't want to. I don't want to skip over this section because Austin sure. does it, and I would also like to do it. And what that? have you? What is the most recent thing you guys have watched? Uh, movie, TV. What are we talking about? Whatever you would like to answer. Okay, so I've been watching this TV series on Hulu called Pam and Tommy. 
and I just watched the recent oh, episode last yeah. night about the um the um controversial home video that Pam and Tommy had stolen from them back in the nineties. So it's been an interesting ride. I hear it's a very controversial like production. Mm. Like they like Pam didn't actually want that show to be made. Oh, I was not aware of that. I, I don't know. I haven't read much about it. That's just what I've heard. The so performances been, are great. I bet Sebastian Stan. Yeah. It's just like he goes mm-hmm. from what Marvel yeah. to playing the drummer of Motley Crue. Yeah. It's just like that's quite the transformation. He's, He's such an underrated actor. And then what is it? Lily. Lily James. Lily Collins. Am I mistaken? Oh, God. What's that? Lily James. Lily right? James. Lily yeah. James. Okay, there you go. She was in Baby Driver. Yep. That's where I knew her from previously. Yep. And she does a fantastic job playing Pam mm-hmm. Anderson. So, yeah. Good show. How about you, Ethan? Uh, finished um, Hunter Hunter. Mm. Uh, great, great finale. I brought it up on the um, episode four. But it, it was truly... I'm going to have a hard time watching other anime after that mm. one because it did so many things well story-wise and also subverted so many um like shonen tropes. Okay. Oh, I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Super long. That. It's really like really stretches itself out in certain arcs, but All right. Let me do that. Man oh man did it really change the way I look at um hmm animation nice i have a hard time watching animation to begin with so why is that again we're running out of time here no we got we could always cut it down you should should probably just say it um kevin how about you um he's just we're just gonna we should just do a whole episode of this we we may have to that's what you you and dale yeah hey hey now um for me and you've I bet you've seen one of these, but if okay. you haven't seen the other, you should check it out. What's and that? You should check out both these. I recently watched John Carpenter's They Live in 4K. I've seen that, yes. Yep, figured you love, saw that. Love They Live. And I recently watched Brawl in Cell Block 99. I have not seen that. I have heard of that one. It's so good. Yeah? It's just, I don't even know what to say about it. It's That's not so an animated good. It's, movie, No, it? it's Vince okay. Vaughn doing the performance of his life oh and my it's god so really? good and so he's so likable dude and he ends up in prison and he keeps getting deeper and you just the whole movie is just anguish and torture and it's just so much fun i, I, I don't know what else up. to say about it okay. um it and it kind of draws from like the 70s exploitation kind of look oh. a bit i'll say that maybe okay Whoa. Um, fantastic movie. I'll leave. I'll leave That's it. It's good that to know awesome. that Vince Vaughn's still out there. Yeah. No, he he. Kills I saw it. him in a horror film on Netflix not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh hey, he's still doing his thing. Yeah. And he was yeah. great. No, he's great. He's great. He's got a great personality. Yeah. He, so. He's fun to watch. I always like watching him. Me too. Well, thank you guys both for coming on and talking about this. Thank you. No you, worries. You thank know you, a Ethan. lot more about it than I do. I think I was just here for like logistical purposes. Hey man, hey, you were steering the boat. We were, you know, just paddling. I'm a, I'm I'm good at I'm good at driving. I'm a, I'm a good driver. Good. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you all for stopping by, coming onto the porch, having a drink, sitting down, listening to us chat. Uh, tune in for the next episode. Again, thank you, and 
get off our porch. That's a cut. Oh.